New official Medieval Knights Templar and Plantagenet's merchandise is now available with free shipping on all items. Visit MedievalExtras.com merch to get your own Brotherhood t-shirt for 20% off before July 1st. The first 10 customers will also be emailed access to our premium episode, Finding King Arthur, the Once and Future King. So be quick. A great many weapons were used throughout the Middle Ages to inflict brutal, dismembering damage upon a person's enemies. The early medieval period was a particularly turbulent era, and it saw the political structure of Europe collapse and struggled to rebuild itself after the fall of the Western Roman Empire. It should follow, therefore, that arms and armor played an integral role in this complicated process, as tribes and kingdoms fought battles against each other to establish their borders and hegemonies. We all know the well-loved and famous sword, but many other influential cutting and smashing devices receive far less recognition. A one-bladed weapon known as the Seax was very well liked in the first centuries of the Middle Ages. Its shape made it the cleaver slash bread knife of the early Middle Ages, if you will. Though it is less well known in popular culture nowadays, it is not hard to see why the cleaver was favored during the 5th, 6th, and 7th centuries. Descended from the Roman gladius and the Germanic sword, Seaxes were wide-blade chopping weapons with a length anywhere from 15 to 45 centimeters. There were appropriate names for each length of Seax. A Seax longer than 30 centimeters or 12 inches was called a long Seax or long Seax. Shorter models were dubbed Hod Seaxes or Scrom Seaxes. The top of the seax was straight, with the bottom usually curved up to meet the point. In some cases, the blade bent down, then gradually up again to meet the point of the weapon. For this reason, the seax was a harrowingly effective chopping utensil, allowing its user to hack off an entire arm or leg of his opponent if sufficient force was applied in the correct place. While its use and effectiveness is no mystery, the exact definition of a seax is a little harder to identify. In the Old English language, seax is simply the word for dagger or knife, which leaves us with a lot of questions. However, it does make some sense why the favored Germanic weapon would share its name with a knife. After all, much of the war in Northern Europe during the early Middle Ages was fought by ordinary people who often took everyday tools like axes and hammers to battle. Gregory of Tours, whom we have talked about in a previous episode, gave us our earliest mention of the term scramsaxos. Quote, then two slaves who had been placed under a charm by Queen Fredegunda, carrying strong knives with poisoned blades, of the sort commonly called scramsaxi, approached him on some pretext and stabbed him one on each side. He cried aloud and fell and died in a short time. There were other designs of the Seax, including the Broad Seax, a predecessor of the Broadsword, and the Narrow Seax, which sometimes had Celtic-style snake shapes engraved into its handle. This weapon was popular among Germanic tribes during the Migration Period. 
Its design and length made it very versatile and capable of inflicting a multitude of fatal slash and stab wounds from numerous angles. Interestingly, the Saxons derived their name from the Saox. Saoxes were worn in horizontal scabbards attached to a belt. One archaeological discovery, possibly a Saox, discovered near 19 Whitecross Street, featured a, quote, sandwiched cutting-edge construction, similar to the production techniques used by the Anglo-Saxons. As well as the sandwich edge, many Saoxes had horn handles. Not much else is known about the Saox. Spears, on the other hand, are perhaps the most widespread and familiar weapon of all history. Following the fall of the Western Roman Empire, spears were used by almost all cultures and ethnicities in Western Europe. It was a ridiculously cheap and easy to produce weapon, often used by cavalry, for it was especially effective in a powerful charge. While a saox or sword needed several weeks or even months of work to produce, a spear could be made with less blacksmithing skills and en masse. Anglo-Saxon and Viking soldiers are often depicted in contemporary art holding spears, as it was the weapon of the commoner. When not used by cavalry, a spear could be thrown or thrust by infantry, particularly in shield walls where jabbing at an opponent at close range could put the defensive structure at risk. Because spear shafts were made of wood, very few survive from the medieval period but those that do indicate that a spear shaft would normally be about six to eight feet in length. Throwing spears were popular in the early Middle Ages as they were frequently used by Germanic tribes and kingdoms. In set-piece battle formations, spearmen might dig their spears into the ground pointing forward at an angle, so cavalry would be cut open on the spearheads during a charge, while the men would stab and batter with alternative weapons. As the early Middle Ages drew on, cavalry spears became common and were usually two-handed or held under the armpit. Since they were quick to make on demand, spears were commonplace in early medieval battles, when the timing of a war could be unpredictable. In the famous poem of Beowulf, several references are made to the spear-armed Danes, and clearly the spear is something of a symbolic weapon. Their weapons stacked, spears of the seafarers stood together, gray-tipped ash. That iron band was worthily weapon. A warrior proud asked of the heroes their home and kin. Whence now bear ye burnished shields, harnessed gray and helmets grim, spears in multitude? Even after the Renaissance during the 15th, 16th, and 17th centuries, the spear was still seen with respect and used on many battlefields, whereas weapons like the Warhammer and Morningstar, reminders of the brutality of the Middle Ages, simply died out with the introduction of cannons and firearms. Even though the spear retained its symbolic importance for centuries after the end of the Middle Ages, it was really most popular in the early Middle Ages and allowed commoners to easily equip themselves for battle.